but what happened was as I started to work with the witch the secret witch was born because I started to see that you know when we are sensitive souls and we have these gifts it does become so terrifying and I always talk about the three types of fear that women who are sensitive often feel when they're journeying into their gifts as being control approval or security it tends to be one of those three things and I started to see how that was like stopping women from stepping into their gifts. So therefore they would kind of hide. They'd be like, oh, I'm really magical and I've got all these gifts, but I want to just hide over here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another beautiful episode of Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, I am your host, Lauren, and this is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They are leading the way. And we have a beautiful witch with us today, a secret witch. We'll hear more about that in a moment, but Nicole Barton is a soul guide and magical teacher on a mission to help other sensitive women who have a secret calling to a life of more meaning as a healer, light worker, teacher, or guide to live more magical lives aligned with their soul's true purpose even if that terrifies them, and so much more about what this beautiful witch Nicole does, our Empress Alchemina, which is her medicine name, which I'm sure we'll get into in a moment. But welcome to the show, Nicole. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, no, thank you so much, so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you said in the intro about the body leading the way. That just feels so nourishing yeah <laughs> and that's the, it's the well it's the divine feminine right which is what you are all about too is like you know not going outside of your body to find these answers knowing that it's all right here inside of each mm. and every one of us it's not something to be afraid of and I loved your bio the last part I read was even if it terrifies you and we spoke off air and it's like I went through last week um an upgrade I was sick but I knew my body was purging out the old and now it's eclipse season as we record this my period's about to start and that literally this what we are talking about today is what's been coming up for me being called up to teach a deeper level of my soul purpose which I already do but it's this this my own medicine that just kind of I've inherently had my whole life that I'm at this part of healing my witch wound again. And I was like, okay, this is what this feels like. All right. I get to embody this at this deeper level. So, so timely that you are here with us today to share your wisdom <laughs> with all of us, including me, because my soul's like, I need to hear it. We've had to reschedule this episode a few times. And of course it was perfectly when it needed to be recording, but I would love to hear, Nicole, how did you start to come into all of this, become your own secret witch and start to embody this Empress Alchemina, like medicine woman name? I would love to hear your journey in a a synopsis because I know it's it's ever flowing and (laughs) you're still on the journey. I love everything you shared there about the continuous journey. I, I always think like women expect us to be like whole and, and perfect and like yeah we've healed it all and it's like no it's still <laughs> ongoing <laughs> but I guess um just to answer your question my own journey I guess I had quite an unusual childhood and my first um as I was call it an initiation into the witch was when I was age 10 and I was like a deeply sensitive child as I think you know most magical women are and um 
yeah, just really ended up burning out. So I, I got chronic fatigue when I was 10 and that had me miss a year of school. And I was reflecting on this the other day, actually, and thinking about how for most of my life, I held that moment in time as like a failure or a tragedy or a wound that had occurred to me. And, and you know, the way I experienced it was that. But when I look back now, for that year of not being at school in the kind of more mundane life, like my my mum and my grandmother, so like my my feminine ancestors or ancestresses, um, they kind of like took me off and dabbled in all of these magical healing modalities. So I like to try and help me heal. And so I was thinking about this the other week and I was like, oh, that was actually like a really magical thing but completely I completely missed the magic in that like that that was this extraordinary initiation into me essentially reclaiming my sensitive soul like I'd been burned out by being in the world like this crazy modern world even so sensitive that by the age of 10 like that was enough for me like I just can't I can't go on living in this crazy like hectic fast-paced life like my body has such wisdom that it knew that if it burnt itself out, we could go and explore all these like magical healing things. And um, that's when I found or was initiated or called by, I guess I could say, by homeopathy. And that's one of the, um, I call it the three ancient wisdom bodies that underlie my now healing mod modality, archetype apothecary, which is a kind of combination between homeopathy, uh, archetypal psychology and energy healing, like all mixed together. Um, but that was really my first initiation into like me reclaiming my sensitivity as a gift, a magical gift rather than, you know, something that to be shamed. Um, and that's kind of where where my journey went from there beautiful and I, I love how you reframed it as initiation and mm. because I and yeah of course yesterday I recorded an episode with another beautiful priestess which we we're talking about goddess Kali and that kind of archetypal energy mm. of kind of burnt like you were burnt out at 10 years old and this kind of destructive dark feminine energy yeah. to be reborn to mm. to really shed everything that wasn't true for yeah. you, it's going to cost you everything that's not aligned with you in order mm -hmm. to be guided to what yeah. is in alignment with you. And oh, at 10 years old, what a powerful little soul. Oh my goodness. To just have that experience and to be guided on this path and to approach it in such a way now and holistic way, because I think as we are all called to more embody that feminine side of things we realize mm -hmm. it's not just one way it's not just the dark type of it's not just the psychology or the mind it's the body it's the spirit it's the thoughts we think the feelings the 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 food and our intentions and you know homeopathy all these beautiful things mm -hmm. that help create us as a being as this human experience which i think is the most spiritual thing we can do is having these this human life here you know it's without this body, we wouldn't be able to feel. And that contrast is mm. what shows us where to go and learn and expand and love and, and, and hurt too, to, to come down to that rock bottom. So as you start, you know, as you started to learn all about these things, I would love to hear first more about the homeopathy of that kind of 
archetypal apothecary path of how that all kind of works together. I've had um, actually one of my dear friends, she wrote, she writes children's books about different alternative and energetic medicine modalities. Mm. And she wrote, she has a few about homeopathy, but other than that, we haven't had people on talking about this. So I, which I love, I was taking many, um, homeopathy uh remedies this weekend um as I was healing my body (laughs) I love that I love that so much because it is something that is something that just isn't that well known I think and um I really feel like I remember crying uh, it was a my essentially you just talked a little bit to like how you know the soul is in the body and I you know journey does as we all do into like spiritual ascension and and then I gave birth to my little girl and like really descended back into my body so my own journey I kind of had forgotten a little bit about homeopathy and then I kind of um went and trained in it when I burnt out again at 24 and then I had this period of time where I then got you know pulled called back down into soul into the body And that was really when I started to then work with archetypes. And so, you know, like we were talking about, you know, Isis and the goddesses and um, Kali and, you know, all of those things. And particularly the witch, this is how the secret witch was actually born. So I decided, well, I didn't didn't decide I was called by the witch, actually. Um, I remember saying to my guide at the time, I was like, oh, I think I'm the witch. And then my house set on fire. I was like, okay, well, then that definitely is the sign that I'm here for the witch. But what happened was, as I started to work with the witch, the secret witch was born, because I started to see that, you know, when we are sensitive souls, and we have these gifts, it does become so terrifying. And I always talk about the three types of fear that women who are sensitive often feel when they're journeying into their gifts as being control, approval, or security, it tends to be one of those three things. And I started to see how that was like stopping women from stepping into their gifts. So therefore they would kind of hide. They'd be like, oh, I'm really magical. And I got all these gifts, but I want to just hide over here. So that's how the secret, which was born as an archetype. Um, But as I was kind of journeying with that, every archetype that I was working with, I would see, oh, that's, you know, that's not like that archetype. That's a homeopathic remedy that's, you know, um, so for example, the witch, I was like, well, it's not the witch, that's phosphorus, like this is archetypal phosphorus, um, who is like this beautifully deep, open, sensitive soul, who's just like got these clairvoyant or Claire, you know, all the Claire kind of abilities. Um, and so I just started to see all these archetypes in different ways, like they're all homeopathic personalities, because that's how we work with homeopathy. They we, we work out what energetic state the person is in and needs to heal and we'll serve the, it's, it's called like cures like, we serve the closest remedy to that person's particular picture at the time. And so I started to see like, actually these homeopathic personalities are archetypes. So then I started to work because I was guiding women into their own healing around the feminine, you know, the, the feminine life cycle um so you'd have like the maiden the lover the mother the crone and and those would for me be like rose which would be like maiden and then you'd have um like she wolf would be um that kind of wild woman element and luna would be the crone like the moon is like all about magic and aurum gold would be about power so it's like about the journey into our sovereignty into our and and so like i started to serve these archetypes um 
these remedies as archetypal remedies instead. So I'm going to pause there and see if you've got any, any uh, because it feels like that's a good place to pause, see if you've got any questions or anything that you want me to <laughs> expand on. Yeah, I am just in, in awe of, you know, there's every, there's always a through line, right? And I think we don't realize that whether, whatever we're talking about, everything, for me, what comes to mind is the cycles of like life itself. Mm -hmm. And there's always a through line, like what you just beautifully discovered. So I guess my first question is, how do we, how do we use both of those medicines, so to speak, in everyday life? Mm -hmm. Like, that that's so it's so interesting but I guess how do you start to apply that day to day mm. or help women apply those things yeah I love that question I think it comes back down to that piece that you're talking to at the beginning actually which I loved when you said about you know we we kind of like seek out um healing from other people at some point in the journey and then these when we start to work with archetypes and archetypal remedies the way that I work with them it's almost like and this is why I call it archetypal apothecary is like we're we start to see that we can we have all of these archetypal you know remedies within us they're already within us it's just we kind of need to activate them and use them for self-illumination self-discovery to be able to harness that powerful part of us so I guess what I mean by that is you could work with say archetypal gold and it would be first and foremost like a personality profile so you can start to see what's the shadow what's the what's the fear how fearful expression of archetypal gold and what's the like powerful like healed expression of archetypal gold and where do I need to journey what sort of embodiment do I need to do to be able to activate that part of myself which is already in me to heal myself and I think that's the key thing is like we use these remedies not as like outsourcing our healing but as ways to like look in a mirror and inquire deep within to actually be able to heal ourselves and so I call it our inner you know it's activating our inner archetypal apothecary that's beautiful okay that makes more that definitely makes more sense now I'm like do we just like I'm like thinking of like supplementing with homeopathy but it's really embodying the mm. archetypal yeah that's a really yeah. good question because that's particularly what is unique to my medicine so yes. I used to serve them in a very traditional way so I used to work um, homeopathically as a homeopath and that's what makes this work different so this is where the kind of the third piece comes in the third ancient wisdom body of energy healing because essentially we're learning to channel that energy um for for healing of ourselves yeah so it's not taking remedies it's like working with the archetype mm, which is really working with yourself I think from my experience mm. right it's just almost putting a face to it or a name mm. um so you can tune into that energy right I don't you probably can more beautifully describe it but that that's from my experience that's kind of it's like easy to name it so I can kind of claim it and, and attune myself to that energy Absolutely. It's like a, it's almost like looking into a mirror to see aspects of ourselves that we've either shamed or, you know, put into shadow and put into like hidden away, a bit like the secret witch. So, you know, we, we have these gifts, but it's like, oh, what's, what's someone going to think if I'm a witch? Like, I'm just shoving that into a box. Like, no, I'm not a witch anymore. <laughs> um, it's the same with the archetypes. Like, where do we suppress our power? 
like if we're looking if we're working with archetypal aura where do we shove our power into shame because somebody's told us that we're too much of a tyrant or because we feel like we've learned to be helpless like they're kind of mirrors for us to go into this self-inquiry um but they're also kind of like spirit guides it's like the spirit of gold will guide us and reveal things to us um if that makes sense as well so yes. like spirit guides. <laughs> spirit guides. That makes sense. I think a lot of people listening to this show will, will go, oh, yeah, okay. I I get it. Um, I want to talk about being a witch now because yes. the witch wound for me, like I said, has been coming up and it's something I help women work through as well. And I know you mentioned the three kind of main fears that come up with, mm. you know, trying to embody your powers. What what are some, I guess, signs and symptoms? If you're listening to the show, I'm sure you identify as a witch, but you know, what, what are some kind of things you might, might be coming up for you to really start to claim that part of yourself that you might be pushing down? Like you said, like, Oh, I'm not a witch. No, mm. no, no. <laughs> I love that question. And I think also just to first and foremost, like presence for women who may be listening, like when we called to the witch, it's likely not, uh, yay, I'm a witch. Like, <laughs> it's probably going to be like, oh my God, this is terrifying. Like, why? <laughs> why am I being called here? So it might be experienced as like a resistance. And often that's kind of why I talk about um, the wounded healer sometimes as well. It's like, we can almost like relate to the wounded healer a little bit more because, you know, we're, we've come here, we typically are the ones who help others and they'll come to us for advice or, you know, um, the some of the signs and symptoms again are the things that I talked about you know we we tend to burn out because we're trying to fit into a mundane box because we fear what if people see our true expression like will they judge us will they reject us and chase us out the village with pitchforks like they did in the witch burning times you know all of those things we tend to like then try and live in a kind of culturally acceptable way where we'll be like trying to fit into a box fit into you know people please and run around looking after everybody else rather than honoring what we're being called to as well and that's what tends to then show up as like the burnout piece archetypal phosphorus as well is actually phosphorus is what's on the end of a match so if you think about that as an archetype like they're you know they're very reactive very sensitive so if you strike a match it's gonna like burn out it's just gonna light on fire and burn down so that's again like a typical example if you're here to be a witch or essentially a healer uh, or a teacher or a guide or a light worker um, that's probably how it's going to present when we're in fear is like this sense of like chaos everywhere trying to keep up with the modern pace of life we're deeply sensitive like we feel everything we've got all these strange gifts that we don't want to admit to anyone and we're probably burned out whereas if we heal and alchemize that and and with the with Jenny with the witch wound is a part of it although there's kind of like three steps I say to becoming a healer there's like healing discovery and expression and I think the witch wound for me comes in that like third piece almost it's like we don't have to jump straight into healing the witch wound like we can just start to heal ourselves and take those like tender first steps with that um yeah I can't remember what I was saying now <laughs> but so yeah those that's are the okay that shows up <laughs> that's the, yeah and I think you're right and that's so that's been my experience too right you you first are called through your own heroine's journey, hero's journey to heal yourself. And mm. I love that three-step process that you kind of were talking about. And then you kind of 
discover second step is discovering your own gifts and then the third step is kind of what you just mentioned healing that witch wound but learning to express yourself's purpose to the world like really Mm -hmm. being seen and embodying that um which is kind of what I what's been what's been coming up for me this past week and it's like okay I get this opportunity this isn't another initiation right Mm -hmm. and I think what my one of my missions is to be is completely transparent and real with with people on the show social media people in my life because it is a journey right and there's always these deeper levels of initiation growth and expansion and Mm -hmm. you know my beginning stages of healing I really wanted it to be a moment of just I'm healed and you know Mm -hmm. nothing ever is going to no negative emotion ever not that I I'm not sure if I consciously thought that but that was kind of Mm -hmm. my perception right it's like but I don't yeah. look at it as bad anymore because I know that this is coming up because I'm ready, because I'm ready for that expansion and growth and embodiment of my soul's purpose at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what's your perspective of these initiations of these wounds coming up in any capacity, kind of flipping it from that that fear perspective, you still might feel fear in the moment but welcoming it as this initiation, kind of like how you reframed your 10-year-old self journey. I love that so much. I love that so much. I think it's one of those things where when we feel that call to being a healer, teacher, or guide, we, we start to think that we have to jump to the third step. And it's like, we're always taught that actually, there's a lot of people out there, you know, in he- in the healing world, in the spiritual world, almost selling that quick fix of like, come train, be a healer, like learn Reiki in a day and you can go off and be a healer. And we forget because again, that's like fitting into that masculine kind of societal view of like quick fix. Like we forget that, you know, in ancient times, women and men would have trained for years and journeyed for years. And I would say the art of becoming a healer is is the becoming. And that's why it's kind of this three-step journey. It's like, we need to heal ourselves first. And we so often want to skip that step because it's like, it's the messiest part, it feels like in, in uh, many times, but it's like the most important part. And I think when we're talking about healing, what we don't mean is necessarily like healing fixing it's like what we need to realize and and especially when it is so terrifying is that the first step into that is to learn to love ourselves because ultimately that's what we're doing to reclaim the kind of fragmented parts of ourselves that we haven't felt able to fully express so I think that's for me like that you know when we to go back to your question about initiation I think it's doing that and learning to love myself in all of those fears and all the stuff that I've journeyed with it's like having that tenderness for myself to see oh actually these were initiations like they they don't look like that at the time because like we were just in them and we're like oh my gosh but there was something in me that shifted and I think this is part of the wounded healer picture as well is that the wounded healer has to go through her own heroine's journey in order to be able to then fully express. So that's where the, the the kind of healing part for me is like so central to reclaiming our medicine. Um, 
there was something else I was going to share there I think about there's like um, I also do this like soul remedy map like a soul reading um, which is very much about illuminating what I call like four different layers of our wounds because I see like uh, our souls is almost like having four layers so we've got like right at the core we've got who we were born as that's like likely to be like archetypal phosphorus who we're born as like right at the core when we're young we're like completely innocent open like sensitive souls and then we have like these layers of wounding a bit like an onion like you're at the core you're pure and you're who you are and then you go through these different layers of wounds which comprise for me from what I can see and this is grounded in my like homeopathic layers methodology is that there's like these there's what I call your soul remedy which is the deepest core wound that you've come here to live out in a lifetime which is like just the the biggest trauma that you've had and when you heal that that's your own heroine's journey that's essentially your medicine that's what you're here for to live through and journey through that initiation so that you can then go on to heal others because like yours like being the the premise of the whole modality you know when when we share our story it will activate healing in the people who are experiencing that same wound so there's the the soul remedy layer on top of the phosphorus and then there's the other layers which would be the more surface layer wounds and these are the things that kind of stop us from sharing our medicine in the world so these are the you know the aurum the reclamation of our power the lunar reclamation of our magic you know the rose reclamation of our soul um and she wolf reclamation of our wild these are the kind of more surface layers and then there's the ancestral layer as well which is like the witch wound and, and other remedy states as well so it's quite a long way of answering your question but oh, <laughs> hopefully uh, it's relevant beautiful so do you is this kind of just an intuitive reading that you give people is it tied to anything else like I think astrology right when you said that for some reason our human design kind of came to mind yes it's that sort of thing it's yeah. just very much it's like a, an archetypal soul reading if you like so it's it's telling you what remedies you're here to serve, what remedies, archetypal remedies you're here to um, to journey with for your own healing and what archetypal constitution you are, all that sort of thing. So it's, again, very much grounded in the archetypal remedies and learning. Like That's your archetypal apothecary that you're here to like heal and activate for yourself <laughs> so that you can be that medicine for others. And I think it's that principle of homeopathy that really stands out for me it's like it so explains why our story is so healing for other people who resonate because like cures like like as long as we have healed and reclaimed our deepest core wound that is going to be essentially like our niche our, our medicine that's what people will be like that's what when when we think about like magnetically drawing in other people to our medicine it's like when we have healed those layers and returned to our phosphoric core, the phosphorus archetype in her golden shadow, it's a golden, golden expression, is like, she's the light bearer. She's like, here, I've got the torch. I know the way. Like, come come find, you know. And then she's there able to express her medicine because she's healed that core wound. Wow. I'm like, I'm blown away. I'm going to need to get my my chart would you set your chart done is that how you mm. the right verbiage to say it yeah yeah exactly. yes uh, <laughs> so I this question keeps coming up in the back of my head and I, I so I need to ask it what does a wit being a witch mean to you like what does that mm. word mean to you I love that question there's so many aspects of the witch as well yes. and 
I think the aspect that I resonate so much with is that healer element. And this is why I talk about even like the apothecary has come to me recently as like an archetype in and of itself, because it feels like for a while I toyed with like medicine woman. It just didn't feel right. And it's like, no, this is about the apothecary. So it's the healer in it, in essence is what it, what it means to me. Um, but also like the fully expressed healer. Like the witch for me is about being the full expression of our soul and particularly as a healer. For those who are here to be healers, like the witch <laughs> is, a, is such a powerful archetype to reclaim all of the, you know, their their soul work, their soul purpose. Yeah, I mean, that's, I resonate very much with what you said. And for me, it was a woman fully embodied in her, own purpose her soul her her power that that mm. sovereignty aspect of it too um mm, that's yeah. what really drew me to embodying that energy many years ago going through a divorce mm. and before I actually went through a divorce I was reading the book um by Lisa Lester which Yes, I have it just here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I was reading it on an airplane with my then husband and I was kind of hiding it from him because I didn't want him to see so what much. I, you know, like <laughs> I knew he was going to say something and he did, which um, I won't repeat, but it was, you know, like, oh, why, why are you reading that kind of a thing? And I just knew at that moment, I was like, this is, you know, who I am. I was already kind of into that stuff, but it was like, that direct reflection of that reality, not matching up to who I know I was. And fast forward a while through that healing integration journey of putting myself first. Mm. Um, the name witchy wellness came to me one day mm. on a walk. And I was like, interesting, maybe at the time I was health coaching, which I still integrate the body, but not that way as much anymore. And I was like, oh, this might be a new coaching program. And then months later, I was like, no, this is a podcast and okay. being called to be seen, you know, as the mm. witch to have other people like yourself on here to share their medicine. Cause like, like heals, like you just said, and fast forward six years, almost six years now, six years in, in March, so I guess five and a half years um, that since we started the show and just for me being able to claim that word as mm. who I am and that, that power and put it out there was very, very healing for me to, to say, this is why, and to be able to speak my truth mm, through them, even yes. if it was through the microphone that healed me as yeah. I knew that's what I was being called to do. So we talked about this in my episode we recorded yesterday, but you know, as you continue on your journey, I know like what your offerings and your medicine changes, but that's what's healed you and it's going to continue to heal you. And I think just like we sometimes have the misconception of being healed, I think as the healer or the medicine woman or the witch or whatever light worker, you sometimes the, that same misperception of not the ego can get in the way, I guess the holier than thou, other mm -hmm. than I'm a sister on this journey with you and this, this guide in, in a way, um, which has been interesting to see, you know, recently for me, different relationships and people in my life, seeing that, that kind of come up in them 
And Mm -hmm. for me, it was a really good reflection. Where is that coming? Where is that in me that I need Mm -hmm. to heal as well? So I don't even know if I have a question out of that. Do you have anything to say? I just talked for a while. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I did love what you shared there. And I think, again, what what came to me as you were speaking, actually, was just the power and the potency. And this is why, um, and I don't know how you do, um, you know, your, your group work or whether you do group work, but like the power of sisterhood um was what was just reflected in what you shared there and I think that's again something that the witch can really feel a lack of um there's like this kind of sense of being isolated that's another way that she can show up is this idea of like was being stuck over here and worried to reveal herself to to anyone even even sisters it's like there's this kind of sense of mistrust that somebody's just gonna you know burn her at the stake um so that's what came up for me as you were just sharing there and I certainly journeyed with that myself and it's a big part of why again one of, I talk about often the eight elements of the archetypal apothecary path and community is just is one of them because it's just so important to yeah to have that kind of sisterhood as we as we journey I agree that's been my journey too is not realizing it it kind of was like a, a side effect of my own healing of finding that mm-hmm. community and that community has shifted a lot too but mm-hmm. now knowing and having the clarity in my own self and relationships and sisterhood what I want I can now consciously choose that coven if you will of my close circle because it, the close people that I do have the deep relationship with my sisters is only a handful and that's okay but mm-hmm. I know that I can share anything with mm-hmm. them and they're going to mm-hmm. call me out too in a loving way, which, yes. which has been what I've been recently healing in that aspect too, is almost um, the competition, right? And mm-hmm. and the, the feminine between each other rather than this mm-hmm. cooperation and wanting to see each other win and holding the space for when we are healing and being able to be, if they, if your sister sees something in you to be able to mirror that in a loving way and to be able to hear that mm, as well. I love that so much. Yeah. yeah there's a, I had a big journey with that actually, with um just the whole sovereign sharing piece as well in sisterhood. And that's, um yeah, such a big, important part of that reclamation of our power is to be able to have that vulnerable, open conversation and like mirror, again, we're mirrors for each other. So yeah, I love I love what you shared there um, around that and around sovereignty and the reclamation of our power. Which is actually the name of my group coaching program is is the Sovereign Mastermind. (laughs) So right on point. We're so so aligned here today as Mm -hmm. always. But was there anything else, Nicole or Empress Alchemina, that you have that you want to share that you feel on your heart today that we touched a lot of things but is there anything else you feel you would like to share today? Hmm, that is a good question. I think, yeah, I think mainly the um, the thing for people to take away is that piece around self-love. Because I think that's the kind of when you're in that entry point of like really just beginning that journey of stepping into being a healer and you're feeling that cool. I think one of the things that helps us access that is learning to have love for ourselves and learning to have compassion and really when we talk about healing that is 
what we mean is like loving those parts of ourselves home and like being able to learn to tend the fears people think that they have to like come into this journey already healed and actually like all the fears are part of the wounds that, <laughs> that we that we hit up against on the way in and uh yeah we have to learn for me to be able to choose past those and and how to love lovingly do that and tend our nervous systems and tend our bodies as we kind of lean into the next the next steps I think that's something that's really important for for me to let women know when wherever they are in their journey you know self-love self-compassion tending that inner little girl is like one of the most important parts (laughs) agreed Uh, agreed I actually had um my grandmother so the crone energy just passed away this past week and my um relatives kind of were sending photos around and there was a picture of me probably about 13 years old 12 13 years old right at puberty you know braces acne every bad haircut just just and for me to see that and I I honestly cringed a little bit because I could feel her insecurities and those mm. fears and I was like isn't this such a timely divine moment to do that inner work it's it's all ages of your younger self mm. and this past year has really been that pubescent a lot of the dark feminine anger for me healing but now it's it's like this deeper self-love loving that part of me too and integrating her mm. so thank you so much for reflecting that to all of us because mm-hmm. it really that's it, it it can be that simple of just loving ourselves and learning to really just relax like you said recalibrating your nervous system too mm-hmm. yeah so powerful yeah yeah uh, well thank you so much again for coming on the show today um, we ask the same question every episode how may we as the listeners as a huge act of gratitude be of service for you in return today Mm, I love that question and I think one of the things that just you know my deepest my deepest mission on this earth I think is to inspire women to be able to choose their own journeys to choose to like honor the call of their soul so I think just yeah in terms of answering that it feels like just (laughs) really allow yourself to choose like what is in alignment for you um so yeah, that that feels like the um the deepest reward for all the work I do is when women choose themselves. Um, but yeah, there's uh, there's other kind of ways that I guess um women can find out about the the work that I do. So I don't know if you'll share those, but um I also have a podcast called The Secret Bitch Show, so they can yeah happily listen to that as well. <laughs> that's um, if that's aligned. I mean, there's loads of juicy content in that and um yeah yeah beautiful yes all the show notes will be linked to the good witch if you are listening witchy wellness radio i'm sure you will also love the good witch so go over take a listen and if you like her show and or my show please write a review for us subscribe all those things because that really does amplify this energy out into the universe i'm just not talking about the algorithm but the more intention and love we put behind something the more it can grow and we can really transform the world. But that starts with choosing yourself first, just like you said. Thank you so much again, Nicole, for coming on. It was such an honor holding the space with you today. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you.